This is Squawk 7000, bringing you a roundup of aviation news for this week starting December 5th. The headlines and news are brought to you in association with flyinginireland.com. Remember to subscribe and you'll keep us as Ireland's number one aviation podcast and you'll get aviation news from Ireland delivered to your device every Monday morning. I'm Michael Cummin. In the headlines this week, the winner of the Kinsale Aviation Festival Valor Award is named... Lots of new routes for 2023 are announced from Irish airports. And the Irish Air Corps hosts the US 20th Air Force pilots, engineers and technicians at Baldonnell. Well, last weekend saw the second Kinsale Aviation Festival, where this year's theme recognised the role of Irish women in aviation worldwide. Well, Joe Gill's on the line with us. Joe, congratulations. Year two, how did it go? Thanks, Michael. It went really well. We'd, uh, we sold out the festival. We had a great plenary session on the Saturday afternoon, uh, as you said, on the theme of women in Irish aviation. And uh, we broke it down into two parts. One, a kind of um, an account of the history of uh, female pioneers in, in Irish aviation. And specifically, we focused on five women, uh, Lillian Bland, Mary Bailey, Mary Heath, Nancy Corrigan, and we included Amelia Earhart, given her role in the um, first non-stop flight across the Atlantic, which landed in Derry. So that was the first section of the uh, of the event. And then the second section was a panel conversation with senior women in leadership roles in contemporary aviation. So we had Catherine Gubbins, who's the acting chief executive of the Dublin Airport Authority. We had Rosemary O'Leary, who's the head of risk at Avalon, which is the third largest aircraft leasing company in the world. We'd Anna Phillips, who's a senior air traffic controller with the IAA, and we'd Mary Orr, who's a retired US Air Force fighter pilot and a FedEx freight pilot. So they were led in that conversation by my colleague Nuala McMahon, who leads the equity research team in airlines in Goodbody. And um, they had a really interesting panel conversation on their careers and the opportunities and challenges that women face in aviation today. Remind us of the, if you like, the theme of the festival. Why did you come together with the Kinsale Aviation Festival in the first place? Well, it was the subject of a conversation we had after Paolo Massolini, who you know, uh, set up the uh, Flying Poet Aviation Cafe in Kinsale about a year and a half ago. And um, he had said to me that he thought Irish aviation wasn't being celebrated enough and the importance. He's a former South African Airways uh, captain. He moved only to Ireland in the last couple of years. But his point was that um, Ireland's role in global aviation is highly significant. And he believed that we weren't doing enough to either celebrate or mark uh, various aspects of that. So we started it last year, just talking about the history of aviation. Then we included uh, an Aviation Valor Award, which went to the crew of the US Air Force uh, plane that took those refugees out of Kabul in August 2021. And this is the second uh, year of the event. And the Aviation Valor Awards this time was awarded to the Ukrainian Air Force for their role in, in, in defending and protecting their country. And we were very fortunate that the Ukraine ambassador to Ireland accepted that award on behalf of the festival. So it's it's intended to be a mix of uh, high quality content, but also a very convivial environment. Like as you know, if you're in Kinsale in the middle of winter, there's the, the, there's very enjoyable bars and restaurants to go to, and we arrange it so that the event starts in the mid afternoon. It finishes about six o'clock, and then we all retire to various pubs and then into in this case Man Friday restaurant for a very enjoyable meal. And we took over most of the restaurants last Saturday night. 
Tell us a little bit more about the Valor Award. So it's intended to to recognise achievements of, of of courage and bravery by aviators um, in in any in any form, really globally. So. Last year, as I said, it was the uh, crew of the C-17 who were given the award. And we were very lucky there that the crew themselves uh, were made available by the U.S. Air Force for an interview, uh, which we were able to broadcast at the festival. Uh, And this year, it's for the Ukrainian Air Force. So we had a little statuette uh, prepared for that. We had a citation published and then we gave the award to the ambassador and she's going to bring that award to the Ukraine to present it to the head of the Ukrainian Air Force. And it's it's intended to just mark and recognize the bravery of the men and women of the Ukrainian Air Force, who, as, as you're probably aware, are fighting against tremendous odds against a much more powerful adversary. And um, we just thought it would be a small kind of a, a marking of their uh, of their bravery. Well, let's hear a little moment from that presentation. Thank you so much. It is uh, an honor to accept uh, the 2022 Aviation Valor Award on on behalf of uh, uh, the Ukrainian uh, Air Forces. Uh, Today is the ninth month of the full-scale invasion of Russia uh, and ninth month of uh, barbaric and unjustified war in Ukraine, which uh, in reality uh, started in 2014. Our Ukrainian military is uh, shoulder to shoulder with our uh, uh, air force are fighting in Ukraine. They are fighting, we are fighting, all of us, all Ukrainians, we are fighting for our independence for our freedom, for our existence and for the security in the whole Europe and for the democratic value and democracy in the whole world and therefore international order. We are fighting not only for our country and we are really appreciate and we are grateful to Ireland, to Irish people, to all our international partners for supporting us and for for your assistance, for your help, because it is very difficult to defeat uh, such a big country, big enemy with a huge army, uh, not the best army, I would say, as we, as we see, but a huge army by quantity as well, uh, alone. So, uh, thank you so much to all of you. And I am really honored to, to accept this award. And, um, I'm going to Ukraine uh, in a few weeks. So, uh, and, um, I'll bring this uh, award to to our commander of air forces. The award was received on this occasion by the uh, Ukraine ambassador to Ireland, uh, Larissa Garasco, and she was very pleased to accept it on our behalf and promised to bring it back to, to the Ukraine with her in a couple of weeks' time. Well, Joe, congratulations on the second event. I have to ask you, plans already probably underway for year three. Yeah, I mean, we, we've been very encouraged by um, the people who've turned up and attended, uh, who've been telling us that they'd really like us to continue with this and maybe expand and grow it. I think that's subject to conversations with Paolo in particular, because this is all done pretty much on a shoestring. It's a kind of a, a, there's no profits or anything made out of it. It's just designed to be a gathering of people who care about Irish aviation. But But we were very encouraged by the the people who actually turned up, like a lot of people from the aviation industry in Ireland were there. They really enjoyed it and they're encouraging us to do more. So we're exploring ways to, to build on it. Joe Gill, thanks for joining us on Squawk 7000.
Thank you. The UH-1N Huey replacement, the MH-139A Grey Wolf, has experienced some scheduled delays, but that hasn't stopped the 20th Air Force from preparing for the new aircraft. With over 16 years of experience in this helicopter type, the Irish Air Corps has extensive knowledge to share about the aircraft. Major General Michael Lutton, 20th Air Force commander, visited the Irish Air Corps in the spring of 2022, and this has been followed up by visits by 14 of his pilots, flight engineers and security force members, ranging from senior airmen to colonel, and they arrived at the Casement Aerodrome in Baldonnell from the 25th of October to the 2nd of November last. In addition to sharing the defence side of their mission, the Irish Air Corps also shared details about their emergency aeromedical services, which allowed the US team to see how the Irish handle being in alert status with a quick response time and needing to scramble safely and effectively. And remember, you can listen to a previous episode of Squawk 7000 where we spoke with one of the crews of Air Corps 112. CDB Aviation has announced that the Board of Directors selected Ji Chen to become the company's new Chief Executive Officer. Mr Chen will take the helm in early January 2023, replacing Patrick Hannigan, whose retirement caps six years of leading the evolution of CDB Aviation into a globally positioned top-tier leaser. The announcement is the culmination of a planned transition that will ensure a smooth leadership changeover and lay a re-energised foundation for the leaser's next growth phase. Ryanair and global energy group Shell signed a memo of understanding last Thursday to advance the supply of sustainable aviation fuel, SAF, at over 200 Ryanair airports across Europe, with a particular focus on SAF supply at Ryanair's largest bases like Dublin and London Stansted. While sustainable aviation fuel is a key enabler of aviation decarbonisation, it currently accounts for just a tiny fraction of worldwide jet fuel usage. This agreement with Shell gives Ryanair potential access to 360,000 tonnes, or 120 million gallons, of SAF between 2025 and 2030, saving over approximately 900,000 tonnes in CO2 emissions. That's equal to over 70,000 flights from Dublin to Milan. This agreement, signed at the Sustainable Aviation Research Centre in Trinity College Dublin last Thursday, where Ryanair and TCD held an Aviation Sustainability Day, demonstrates Ryanair and Shell's commitment to work together to invest in SAF. Ryanair has set ambitious targets of 12.5% SAF by 2030 and net zero emissions by 2050. Hainan Airlines will operate a series of charters from Shenzhen in China to Dublin Airport over the next coming months. The airline will operate one flight each month from December through to March. Each flight will depart Shenzhen at 1.02am and arrive in Dublin at 7.55, with the return flight leaving at 12.25 and arriving at 6.50 the next morning. The Boeing 787-9 Dreamliner aircraft will operate the flights. The flights will operate on a Thursday, with the dates of December 15th, January 12th, February 16th and March 16th listed for the flights. Hainan Airlines previously operated to Dublin with a direct service from Beijing in 2018 and 2019 with a four times a week service. They also ran a twice-weekly service from Shenzhen in 2019 for a period. Hainan Airlines has 38 Boeing 787-9 Dreamline aircraft in their fleet, configured with 30 business class seats and 259 economy seats. And we're making news ourselves here on Squawk 7000. As we go into our third year, we've been bringing you an average of 620 minutes of content every year, and we're remaining at the top of aviation podcasts on all platforms in Ireland. Our most listened to episodes in 2022 were our coverage of the Burr Breakfast Fly-In and the Air Corps 112 10 Years of EAS in Athlone podcast. 
We were heard in 37 countries in 2022. Ireland, the UK and Spain were our top three countries. And our podcast was in the top 10% of podcasts shared globally, with 49% of you sharing us with your friends on WhatsApp. A €28 million Euro investment has been announced for Kildare as Lufthansa Technic Turbine Shan, the Irish subsidiary of Lufthansa Technic AG, has officially opened its new mobile engineering service facility in Selbridge, County Kildare. The facility has been established to service and repair engines for airline and aviation leasing companies from Ireland and across the European Middle East and Africa region. Lufthansa Technic Turbine Shannon's mobile engineering service operation is a 3,500 square metre facility. In addition to repairing and servicing aircraft engines from its base in Selbridge, a technical team can be deployed to a customer site anywhere in the world to carry out the necessary work. As the business grows, the new custom-built operation already employs 30 highly skilled personnel, with plans to increase this number to 65 within the next two years. A further 24 technical support personnel are located at the company's offices in Dublin. The official launch of MES in Selbridge increases Lufthansa Technics MES engine bay capacity in Ireland to 10, providing capabilities and facilities to customers in Ireland and across the EMEA region from its MES hubs in Ireland and Frankfurt. Two University of Limerick students have been awarded AirCap Women in Aviation scholarships. AirCap Holdings NV and UL's Faculty of Aeronautical Engineering and the UL Foundation announced this Tuesday past that the aeronautical engineering students would receive their scholarship awards. Alva Maloney and Ava Sampson, both from Cork, were awarded their scholarships following an in-depth application and interview process focused on the students' passion for aviation and academic achievement. Each student will receive a bursary of €5,000 annually over the four-year course. Finglas College Kaloshta Ida announced a collaboration with Dublin Airport-based Grand Handling Agent Sky Handling Partner. In the collaboration between Kaloshta Ida and Sky Handling, students on the college's programmes and PLC courses gain airport work environment experience and are trained in the college by Sky Handling Partner staff in preparation for starting their rosters at Dublin Airport. Eastern Airways announced this week the launch of a new daily service between Southampton and Belfast International, the first link to Northern Ireland's busiest airport from its English South Coast hub. This complements the multi-daily Southampton to Manchester and Southampton to Dublin services at Eastern Airways South Coast Base. The new Belfast service will operate on 72-seat ATR aircraft. Aer Lingus has reported that since the US borders reopened 12 months ago, its transatlantic flights have increased by 236%. In November 2021, the IAG-owned airline operated just 141 flights to the US. This November past will see 473 flights, with the number of seats available on transatlantic flights up by almost 90,000. Aer Lingus currently operates 15 routes from its bases in Dublin, Shannon and Manchester, to destinations including New York, Miami, Seattle and San Francisco and will increase to 16 next summer when the new Dublin to Cleveland service launches. And we'll be back with more news after this short break. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. 
Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Ryanair says strong customer demand in the Midwest region is the driver behind expanding its summer schedule at Shannon Airport next year. The airline announced the addition of two new routes, Porto in Portugal and Naples in Italy, which will operate out of Shannon from the end of March to the end of October on a twice-weekly basis. The move brings the total number of routes operated by Ryanair at Shannon Airport next summer to 26, with over 180 weekly flights, a 35% increase on its summer 2022 offering. This winter, Ryanair will operate their most extensive ever winter schedule at Ireland West Airport, with 11 routes to choose from, including a new twice-weekly winter service to Birmingham in the UK. This winter, they'll also continue their hugely popular weekly sun service to Malaga. Meanwhile, Ireland West Airport has welcomed Ryanair's announcement on the return of their popular weekly service to Lanzarote, which will start on March 28, 2023. The return of the Lanzarote service will provide a significant boost for the airport and holidaymakers across the West, Northwest and Midlands region of Ireland, as weekly flights to this hugely popular sun destination are restored for the first time since January 2020. Ireland West Airport and Shannon Airport have been crowned joint winners of the Age-Friendly Transport Award at the recently held National Age-Friendly Transport Awards. The primary aim of the awards is to recognise and reward achievement in age-friendly initiatives around Ireland. The Age-Friendly Transport Award recognises the vital differences that the availability of good quality, easily accessible, user-friendly and reliable transport options can make to an older person. Qatar Airways announced it's set to further boost its growing network by increasing flight frequencies to Dublin to meet travel demand during the peak winter holiday season, enabling global connectivity to 150 destinations from its Hamad International Airport hub. Dublin frequency will increase from 11 to 12 weekly flights effective from January 3rd, 2023, using Boeing 787-8 aircraft. The CEO of Ryanair has told an Oireachtas committee that environmental aviation charges are damaging the connectivity of peripheral states, including Ireland. Irish passengers are paying the highest environmental taxes of any passenger group in Europe, Michael O'Leary told the Joint Committee on Transport and Communication. While he supports fair and balanced charges, as aviation does have a damaging impact, he called for an end to indefensible exemptions, including for connecting flights. Around 80% to 90% of Ryanair passengers pay an environmental tax, he said, but only 16% of those on KLM flights through Amsterdam or Rotterdam do. He said most of the aviation growth in Ireland would be in Dublin, providing its capacity is expanded as we need another low-cost terminal, he said. The airline is projected to carry 168 million passengers in the year up to next April, which would constitute a 13% rise in pre-COVID traffic. He claimed that Ireland is massively over-airported and sees no viable future for Donegal, Sligo, Galway or Waterford airports, with the heroic sums spent on these facilities being completely wasted. At the same committee, Michael O'Leary said he would certainly operate a flight from Waterford Airport if the cost is right. Belfast City Airport has the joint second shortest security queues of any UK airport. 
A consumer group which survey indicated that passengers waited an estimated 13 minutes at the airport between February and August. Researchers asked nearly 1,300 people who travelled from a UK airport over that period how long they queued at security. Belfast City Airport tied with Glasgow, while London City came out on top one minute quicker. Belfast International was eighth on the list with an average security time of 18 minutes. Leeds Bradford came out the worst with an average delay of 35 minutes. However, more than a quarter of the West Yorkshire Airport users said they waited for more than an hour to pass through security. Twelve firefighters at George Best Belfast City Airport in a recent ceremony were awarded the prestigious Long Service and Good Conduct Medals. The medals were established in 1954 and later expanded to recognise members of the airport fire service across the UK who had completed 20, 30 and 40 years of exemplary service and to celebrate those who exhibit a special devotion to public safety. Finally, in this episode, Jane McGill mentioned the recent death of Morris Cronin, retired VP of Technical GCAS and flight instructor at Limerick Flying Club, who passed away last week in Auckland in New Zealand. Jill mentioned recently in a social media post that all those who knew him knew that he was a gentleman that took no prisoners. She recalls enjoying listening to the heated debates on the interpretation of regulations on a rainy Sunday morning in the clubhouse in Kuna. Morris was the last student in Jill's father's logbook, he was the first instructor in her logbook, and she was the last student in his. And he was the first passenger she took after her first flight test. As she says, the circle closed. According to Jane, if all of that had not occurred, then Shannon Aviation Museum or AAV Aviation Services training would never have happened. A simple twist of fate. And remember, if you have any aviation news that you'd like to share with us, if you're the PR for many of the many flying groups in Ireland, include us in your news emails and send your stories to news at squawk7000.ie. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.